The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black Podcast. I'm your host, Ace Boogie, joined by my co-host, Zim Hude. Zim, say what's up. Hello world. Did you miss us? <laughs> we are back. And, um... We've been going through a crazy whirlwind of free agency fire. So many different things going on right now and so many things happening with this organization. And it is a crazy time to be a Bengal. Facts. So we're going to talk about several things today. We're going to talk about the Bengals free agency losses. We're going to talk about the Bengals free agency additions, some potential targets. And then we're also going to hit on the end of the AJ Green era. So kicking things off. We lost William Jackson III, and we lost Carl Lawson, right? We lost Carl Lawson first. He signed a three-year deal with the New York Jets for $45 million. 30 of it was guaranteed. Uh, this was a guy that had five-and-a-half sacks last year. He had a career-high 32 quarterback hits. As we know, he also had 38 pressures and was second only behind T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree in terms of next-gen stats for the third fastest get-off rate, which was 0.73. Um, so a tremendous loss there. William Jackson the third, three years, $42 million with the Washington football team, $26 million of that guarantee. Zim, what are your thoughts on us losing these two guys? Because they didn't tag them, and this is who everybody wanted us to at least keep one of them. The Bengals don't keep any of them. Right. Um, I think the overall goal for the Bengals going into the offseason, or at least I was told, is – to retain Carl Lawson, and they had an opportunity to do it. They felt really, really confident, felt strong that they could get it done. At the end of the day, <laughs> somebody like Carl Lawson said, handed him a, a check and said, you know, put on your winter coat, sir, and come on out here, and he put it on. So, uh, I'm, I'm, you know what's so crazy? I think our perspective is a little bit different than a lot of Bengals fans in the sense of, if we interview somebody like Carl Lawson or you follow these guys or you root for somebody so long that naturally just my heart just tells me like, hey, man, I'm so happy that you're getting this opportunity. You're getting this bread. You got 30 million guaranteed, like no matter if you get hurt or not, which is well deserved. And a lot of people might think that that's crazy, I think. But what they do for a living is super crazy. Like every single day of your life, you know, I just was eating cake. Like, you know, Carl Lawson can't just randomly eat cake. Like, 
So I guess cry me a river. You know, they're like, well, it's easy when you're a millionaire. I get it. But I'm just really, really happy for Carl Lawson. And I'm really happy for William Jackson. So initially, I think coming into the offseason, they were thinking, okay, if we didn't get Carl Lawson, we're going to try to replace him with the guy. I think before then, when they thought that maybe they could get Carl Lawson, let's get Carl Lawson and pair him up with a guy. And so right now, I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. As optimistic as I am online and everything, we're recording this uh, Wednesday night. And um, I'm super optimistic that they'll get somebody to put with Hendrickson. I'm sorry I went ahead, but, you know, um, but I, I, I just I really I woke up that morning and I told you, I said, man, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to lose uh, Carl Lawson if you came back with two edge rushers, which we'll get into a little bit later in the show. Uh, but it's it just to me, it just came out of guaranteed money because. Cap hits, contract size, everything. It, it lined up. It wasn't nothing crazy over, over the market. So fans have a, a right to be frustrated about losing him because that's a guy that the Bengals, he did everything the Bengals asked him to do, didn't complain. Even when he was asked hot, hot questions on the hot seat, he didn't um, you know, throw anybody under the bus or anything like that. He did everything the way that they wanted him to do it, and I hope fans like respect him for doing that. Um, as far as William Jackson goes, I just think the writing was on the wall when when Trey Williams was signed. A lot of people are looking at a lot of different things that are happening this all season with the corners that we signed this all season. But to me, William Jackson had everything to do. It, it was all about Trey Waynes to give that much guaranteed money to that guy. And it's just so unfortunate that he got hurt because then it makes the Bengals look really crazy. But I just think they knew we're not going to let you offer your current contract you're not a perfect scheme fit for our current defensive coordinator. We do like you. The front office likes you, but we got to go with the coaches on this one. And I just think the writing was on the wall when they gave Trey Williams all that money. So then when you go to William Jackson now in this all season, you can't throw him the real money that you should have threw at him. It was all about that. It wasn't. Yeah, that, that was that. But William Jackson, as I've been telling my friends, the Washington football team, perfect landing spot. Ron Rivera is going to take him back to that Panthers defense where he's going to put him in that Josh Norman role. Perfect. Defensive line. All the different things that I said throughout the season that if William Jackson is playing with a good defensive front and playing with good players around him, he's going to shine, lock up, press, do all the stuff that he wants to do, and he's going to have the opportunity to do that with the Washington football team. So it's the perfect fit. Again, guaranteed money. 26 million guaranteed. The most that the Bengals have ever given out to anybody guaranteed was AJ Green at 25 million. Ain't that something? They just gave William Jackson 26 million and, and nobody's even thinking nothing of that contract. Yeah, I think um the first thing with the loss of Carl Lawson, it was a gut check for me because I literally had been talking to him, I think the day before free agency started, and I was like, bro. You know, off the record, let me know what's going on. He was like, this ain't got to be off the record. This is on the record. They just reached out to me today. I heard something from them. And so with it being his free agency and stuff, I didn't want to bug him or just keep asking him what's going on. Uh, So as Zim said, we heard him say, like, let me go get my coat. If somebody drops the bag on me, I'm going to do what I got to do. And I can't fault him for that. It was a tremendous loss. And I think that it did lead to, like Zim said, uh, a snowball effect of going out and getting another edge rusher. Uh, but the one thing that you won't know is what was his potential 
um, I think as far as his ceiling, I don't think we ever saw that, right? When he first got here in 2017, we kind of saw him flash and have, I think it was eight and a half sacks, if I'm not mistaken, his rookie season. And he kind of flashed. He had more sacks than Miles Garrett his rookie year, right? And it was like going into that, I kind of knew about Carlos and I knew he was that guy, but because of the injury history, that's what dropped him to the fourth round. And then he also had a career of up and downs where he wasn't the most available guy. So those started to be concerns. Could he ever play a full season? Could he ever be a full-time starter? You know, and they had questions with him against the run, which he said on this very show, you know, I was kind of upset with that narrative, but that was what the narrative is. I'm not saying that it was true, but those were things that he battled. And then I think this season, he really kind of put it together. It was a contract year. It wasn't something that made him play harder. That's just a guy that he is. Uh, but he didn't get the sack numbers that we wanted. But a lot of us also believe that was because of not having a Carlos Dunlap aside from him consistently and also having the shoulder to load of that himself and also not being allowed to use certain rush moves, which I know that that's been a trending topic in the community. If you notice, he never said <laughs> yes or no on that. Uh, but being in a situation like that for Carl, I think, just made it that he wasn't sure if the Bengals wanted him back. He wanted to stay in Cincy, told me before, like he loved Cincy. But you got to give that love back. And I think the Bengals showed a little bit of it. But this may have been something where if they would have given him a deal, let's say last season, it's probably way cheaper and he probably takes it. The fact that they waited and risked until you get into the open market Guys are going to get crazy deals all the time. He's getting J.J. Watt money. But that's not a surprise to me because when you go on day one and you let somebody get there, that's what's going to happen. Is it a huge loss to me? Potentially. Like you're talking about a guy that had five and a half out of the 17 sacks. But at the end of the day, Call is my guy. I love him. He's got all the potential in the world. It was only five and a half sacks. Yes, his pressure rate was amazing, but we can't be acting like we lost Khalil Mack or anything like that. Like that's that's just where I'm trying to talk people down off of the bridge. That doesn't mean that just because, you know, that's not me lessening how important of a player he is. I'm just saying it's not like Khalil Mack walked out of that door. So I wish him the best. Right. I always did. I'm happy that, like Zim said, when you have these connections with people and people do you favors of coming on the show or just rocking with you, just organic energy, that's always going to be dope. So I'm happy for him. I'm happy for his family. I hope he has a great career in New York. And that brings me to my next guy, my guy, WJ3, William Jackson III. Yes, I was very salty about losing him. But this is also a well-deserved contract. The thing is, his age is probably what scared the front office the most with him being 29 this season. You talk about him being 30. You don't know where that cliff is, where he's going to fall off. I personally think he's going to be perfect for Washington. Uh, the other thing was when they signed Trey Waynes, like Zim said, the writing was on the wall for me. Like that was number one corner money. So to me, that was like that was William Jackson's money that was signed. I didn't agree with it at the time because me personally, I feel like William Jackson the third is the better player between the two. Obviously, we haven't seen Trey Wayne's play yet, but just going off of what he's given and both guys have given, I just felt like it was something like that. It looks like we had some breaking news. Huh? Breaking news. Riley Reef is coming to the Bengals and let's get it coming let's for, get it coming for a free agent visit uh strong possibility that that that's a done deal too 
Okay, so Riley Reef is as we're recording this, he is coming in for a visit. Possibly by the time you're hearing this, he may be a Bengal. He may or he may not. Uh, but William Jackson is third. Big loss, but again, uh, with him being 30, with me already knowing that they didn't really like his ball skills and stuff like that, I wasn't really surprised that he wasn't coming back. But that brings us to our next topic. Zim alluded to it. We talked about new guys that were brought in for the Cincinnati Bengals. And the first one happened literally, basically right after Carl Lawson left, like literally probably like 15 to 20 minutes afterwards. Uh, Trey Hendrickson was also signed. And then Chidobi, Chidobi, Chido, Chido, I'll get it down. Um, Awuzie from the Cowboys was signed as well. They also went after Piran. <laughs> uh, Mike Hilton was another one, Tony Brown, Brandon Wilson. Um, so those are some guys that were brought in. But since the Bengals paid their bills, we got to pay our bills. So we're going to go ahead and do some promos real quick. As you guys know, I have these joints right here. Uh, the AB1s, they are the Tiger AB1s. There's a link in my description where you can pre-order your own pair um, today. So please be sure to check that out. Zim, do you have any items that you want to discuss as well, my guy? Uh, I'm doing currently um, a promotion with TSC uh, Cincinnati, who's teamed up with um, people like myself to give you the number one memorabilia from the Bengals. 100% authentic signed merchandise from Tyler Boyd, Joe Burrow, Icky Woods, guys like that. Just make sure you go to my link directly on my Twitter, and that's on Zim Hude. And then also Zim underscore Hude um, on Instagram, and the link will be directly on the bio for 100% authentic merchandise. Tyler Boyd jersey, $70, and other great, great deals that they got me doing right now with them. And that's amazing. Like Zim is saying, you talk about Tyler Boyd, like an actual Tyler Boyd is jersey is like $70. So go ahead and take advantage of that because you're getting a signature and everything with that. Now, let's get into the contract details of these guys. Trey Hendrickson, they signed him from the New Orleans Saints, a four-year deal, $60 million, uh, includes $32 million over the first two years. So that's not guaranteed. That's just over the first two years he potentially could do it. I've heard some people say it's equivalent to even a one-year deal if you really get into it. Uh, Awuzie, three years, $21 million. He's only 25 years old. He turns 26 in May. Round two pick out of the 2017 draft. Um, he has a player profile comparison of Chris Culver. Mike Hilton, four years, $24 million. 27 years old, obviously a former squealer. But now he's come to the right side. You know, he he saw that there was a sinking ship over there. So he came over to Cincinnati. The player profile comparison for him is my guy, Troy Hill, that used to be a Cincinnati Bengal. It's a little bit small. He's only 5'9", 178 pounds. Uh, but he only allowed a passer rating last year of 71.6 and only a catch rate of 59.6%. And then the Bengals brought back Samaje Piran, Brandon Wilson, and Tony Brown. But Zim, what were your thoughts just on these signings in terms of the new acquisitions by the Bengals and free agency? I thought all of the signings would, I, I did not like the terms on the Hendrickson one. Um, I thought that that was the one deal. I hate to start off with the negative, but I thought the deal like, they, uh, as Andre Parada pointed out, there's some different things that they could have did it on that to take a lower cap hit. But as I'm learning into this free agency, 
cap space is nothing right now. Like teams is Thanks. going teams that had no cap space at all are signing people like that. That is nothing. And you can get like you could take anybody's deal right now and just give them a signage bonus and, and cut your cap hit right off of anybody that you want if you got the cash to do it. The Broncos been doing that like crazy this all season. But either way, um, I thought the Hendrickson thing is good if you pair him with another guy. So one of the things that I wanted to say is that I'm very I'm very happy with with the signings that they have, but there there are different things that have to happen to make it make sense. Hendrickson by itself is not Carl Lawson to me. Hendrickson by itself is not Hassan Reddick to me. And there are different players that I like as just the alpha male third down, fourth down. Can uh, Hendrickson play on all three downs? He's going to have to, right? But I think if he would, if you're talking playoff or you're trying to get to the playoffs, you pair him up with another dog that could come in on third. I mean, second and third down, and that would be Alden Smith, Hassan Reddick, like these guys that I've I put on this list that I have as my targets, and these are guys that I was told that they'd be interested in. So. Hendrickson is is okay if you pair it with somebody else. So I'll say yes, let's go. Now, what they did from the corner thing, from the cornerback room, is the best thing that they could have did. They went and got a better slot corner. I don't think he has some of the coverage skills that some of the other corners that. Um, what's the other kid? I don't even want to mess up his name. Mackenzie uh, Alexander. No, no, no. His cover skills and and and, and Hilton's cover skills about the same. His tackling ability, his way to get to the ball, his nose for the ball, football, his blitzing uh, techniques and different things that he's going to be able to have is going to be amazing for this team. The way that he sticks his helmet in there is going to be amazing for this team. We talk about play uh, playmakers in that honey badger type role or whatever. Mike Hilton does that, but less roaming. But from a slot position, he's going to be super aggressive. He's not one of the best corner. Uh, slots that we ha- that are in the game, but for to fill that void of Mackenzie Alexander at that price point, and to pair that up with a Wuzier with Cheeto Wuzier is amazing because that's the same money as William Jackson. So to me, that's like a whole nother four. You gave Mackenzie Alexander four million last year, so that gives you an extra four million dollars just right there. That if I'm in the Bengals front office, I'm saying I can allocate an extra four million in addition to the extra 18 million that I got back from AJ Green as well. So no matter what I do, I got 20. Just before we talk about anything else, I got 20 something uh, million dollars just right there, just by making a Woozie and Hilton filling for William Jackson. Now Woozie has to stay uh, healthy with the hamstring injury that he had this past year and left him really gimpy. My Cowboys friends and stuff like that say he's lit, but he just was hampered with injuries the whole year. William Jackson, in contrast, had a year like that similar to me the year before, as I pointed out. And I didn't want to dog William Jackson when I pointed out his stats from 2019, but he graded very, very poorly, just like a Wuzier. A Wuzier, though, in some of them other years, never graded lower than 72 and was considered a top 10 corner from PFF for most of his time in the league. Most of the Cowboys people that you see commenting and stuff will say, bro, like, we really, like, that was our best, like, that's our favorite corner. Like, there were people when Byron Jones left that said that we're cool with a Wuzier. And he's physical. I, I, I would have loved to have him. This is crazy without Trey Wayne's being there. But Awuzie and William Jackson really makes sense to me, which is the weird part about it, but we'll never know. But I think they got a, a little bit bigger, a little bit more physical, 
um with the woozie and the cover skills is i mean he's sticky bro like i i, I love that signing so so far so far so good on that on that on that front do you want to talk about the free agents that are now coming uh i just want to say with hendrickson i love to pick this guy had 13 and a half sacks i mean that's nearly almost triple what carl lawson had so i heard a lot of people saying you know, obviously there's pressures and stuff like that, but I just personally feel like if he's able to come in here and get eight or nine sacks, a lot of people are going to be changing their tone because when you have 17 sacks and you get somebody that brings in eight, that's a possibility. But I think like Zim said, you also have to have someone pair with him. So we'll have to see if they do bring any additional people in for that. In terms of a Wuzier, I love the signing. I think that he's much younger than William Jackson, so he still has time to kind of hit his peak and develop, and he may be a better fit for the scheme itself. So I'm interested in seeing that. Obviously, we saw the athleticism when he picked us off one year, and then you also bring in Mike Hilton. I love it. Um, I, I hope that they're going to play him as a zone zone guy, but he does a whole bunch of things. You can blitz him and rush him um, from that slot position in terms of the blitz. And then he's also going to be able to dominate in the zone. So I love him. I love to see what they have planned for him. It makes you feel better about the corner position. And I'm not going into the draft personally with corner high on my list. Like, yeah, they can get a mid round guy or a late round guy, but it's not pressed to where I feel like I have to take one of the top corners at pick five or at the top of the second round for me. Uh, but yeah, let's get into some of the other targets that you want to talk about. So like for your list, if you guys are, don't understand, this man has the inside journal of targets that you should be watching on your Twitter. We're going to call it the list, the list, hashtag Zim's list. I think let's get that started <laughs> on Twitter. But Zim, so just talk about your list and some of the potential targets that the Bengals could be looking at in free agency. So when we would do some of those mocks, you know, I was just going with guys that I like. People that are close to the team, people that have played with the team, people that are currently on the team, different people that I talked to that I love to death for trusting me. Um, shout out to you guys. <laughs> but they kind of gave me like, these are the guys that I think that they're going to talk to. These are the guys I've even had confirmation. Like these are some of the guys that I know that they've already talked to. These are the guys that I think that they wanted before, you know, like, so I factored all that in and I came up with a list as we've been recording. Hassan Reddick fell off the list. Cause I thought Hassan Reddick with Hendrickson would be like, you talk about like, a lot of people fell off the defensive train and said, let's just get offensive line, offensive line. But I kept on saying, like, edge, 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 edge. And to me, Hassan Reddick and Hendrickson and then Sam Hubbard rotating with that, going inside, outside. Then you got the uh, the uh, the ascending talent of Kareem, you know, Khalid. Like, then adding that to the, to the thing and then say you restructure Geno, come back with a healthy Geno, you re-sign Mike Daniels. You come back with that and two power, that's a defense, bro. And then the linebackers, yeah, you're betting on a lot of them ascending as well, too. Maybe you go back and get another guy that you like this year, too. But, I mean, Pratt showed you some in some of these games. So, you know, when you go through the roster, that's how I came up with uh, Hassan Reddick, Alden Smith, Hendrickson, Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram is the last person on my list with Alden Smith, those two that are still there. I hit on Hendrickson. So I said two out of four. So I did hit that. So I'm, I'm looking good to a certain extent. I'm starting to get nervous and I'm sweating as we're recording this Wednesday night. 
Alder Smith is still there. The only problem with Alder Smith is I don't think that's a Zach Taylor type of guy. Melvin Ingram, I kind of worry about the fit. That's why I was so glued. I was locked in on Reddick, and I was like, dog, they're going to win over free agency with that signing. It didn't happen. He signed for $8 million. That's it. Coming off of 12 and a half sacks. So Carl Lawson, like, go look at Carl Lawson's production this past year. Go look at Hassan Reddick. Now, granted, Hassan Reddick had never done it before, but they had never put him in a full-time role like that. You know another thing that somebody pointed out to me, too? Akeem Davis Gaither. Maybe they asked him to change up his role and start getting to some more pass rushing stuff. It's a thought. He did a lot of that in college, but he's undersized for the NFL for that, but – that's a guy in the limited snaps that he had absolutely did that. Uh, Wofford is on my next part. Wofford, Wagner, uh, Rick Wagner, Gabe Jackson, Trey Turner, Riley Reeve, uh, and Kyle Long. Kyle Long is gone. I still, you know, I'm still hanging on for Wofford. You know, I kind of put Wofford on there for you, for real. Wofford is your guy. <laughs> so Wofford is there. <laughs> Wagner is, as we were recording, Gabe Jackson is now off the list, but Trey Turner is one guy now Riley Reef. I was told that they wanted him before, and that's why I put him on the list. Um, I'm 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 told Trey Turner is a guy, just like I was told Gabe Jackson, though. That's why I'm so hurt by that. But apparently, it's very apparent that Bengals do not want to give up any draft equity what whatsoever because they gave up the Seattle Seahawks gave up a fifth for Gabe Jackson. Blew my mind blew my mind just now. Next tier. Janoris Jenkins, who I think is still a possibility, if if nobody he signed, he signed already. He signed? Yeah, who, who the Titans, Titans, <laughs> done. All right, so then Bouye, who they who they did come in with, right? Bouye Bouye could still happen in a world where he goes all what these what these guys want that I'm listening from the cornerback room is they want starting starting um, chances, a chance to start. Awuzie got hit, so I hit on that. William Jackson gone. Casey Hayward, I don't think that's happening. But Bouye, who they met with before, he still hasn't, whatever. But I think I was told that when he came there that they started doing the formalities as far as, like, uh, getting ready for, you know, uh, physicals and stuff like that. Because I think he was released, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, and I think that's why he probably – that's another thing that's kind of holding people up too is like some of the stuff with COVID, a lot of these guys, they can't get in the, in the building for physicals. Um, and, then they, and then I hit on Hilton. So I already hit on the corner. I got Hilton and Awuzie. So I'm only really missing. Riley Reef is coming into town now. So I'm going to just go out on a limb and I'm going to say that gets done. After that, all I need is Wofford and I can win all the free agency – and for the first time ever, I probably will come on here and say I'm the man. Until that happens, I'm going to just say I'm just a fan, and I really love these guys, and I feel confident in my uh, list. But if I hit on the, those last two guys that I'm saying, if I hit on Melvin Ingram, Alden Smith, Walford, or Trey Turner, that's those are my final four. If I hit on them, y'all going to hit yeah. my mouth. Y'all going to hit my mouth because I'm going to say I went off. <laughs> I really Max, went on a limb. Max. I went on a limb and I put my my whole rap on the line for this list. So I'm I'm hitting and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have put it out there. That's another thing too. I know a lot of people, but Ace know me. Like he knows people I talk to every day. It's very little times he's ever seen me put out anything that I told him in, you know, in our own personal space or whatever, right? Right. 
I kind of went out on a limb for the first time ever with just the connections that I have and said, this is what I got my list. And it doesn't make me a loser if I don't hit. I get it. But it was just something that I was taking a little bit of until kind of stepping into a different role and saying, you know what, I'm going to try to do some behind the scenes stuff. And this is what I'm coming up with. So I feel really good about it so far. And we're going to see how it goes. No, nah, that's facts. I mean, I heard in terms of in terms of the potential people like Zimmerson, the Gabe Jacksons, uh, the Turners, I heard that those were definitely being discussed as well. Uh, I also heard about a couple other guys. Like I think now that it's, it's pretty much out there, Kenny Galladay was a guy that came up that we both had heard about earlier in terms of him. And it's just real interesting because I really want to see if they can land this guy. The wide receiver market isn't what it should be. I don't think that this was a, a fish that we even went into free agency even talking about. I don't even think that we even thought about him at all. Um, but that's going to be interesting. So stay tuned on that and Riley Reef to see what the Bengals do. But now we have to talk about uh, A.J. Green. A.J. Green ended up signing a one-year $8 million deal with the Arizona Cardinals. But he was a legend. Bengals legend for sure. Uh, I would just say that I think that the fit is excellent for him. I think that he's going to a team with Kyler Murray. You talk about New Hopkins, possibly Larry Fitzgerald, Kristen Kirk in the slot. I mean, it's just it just makes perfect sense. This is a team that just brought in J.J. Watt as well. They traded for Rodney Hudson, who I also heard the Bengals were interested in. And it's just a team that I think makes the most sense for him. It helps him ease into that role of being on the back nine with Larry Fitzgerald right there in his ear. He's a guy that's going to be able to thrive in an offense across from Nuke with Kyler Murray, all of those weapons. I think he's going to thrive there. I wish him nothing but the best. And I'll just say that from day one, like watching this guy at Georgia, getting and scouting in the draft, I fell in love with A.J. Green. Like there was only two guys to me that really looked like that on film. Calvin Johnson, where it's like, whoa, where did this guy come from? And Adriel Jeremiah Green. And I remember being just like Zen with Chase and just all of these players. Like, he was my guy. I was like, the Bengals can't mess this up. You got to take A.J. Green at four. And this was a year when Cam Newton was in there. And I still was like, you got to take A.J. Green at four. And when it happened, I tell the story all the time, jumped up off of my couch, it's immediately started celebrating. Couldn't believe that we got him. And I remember telling like my cousin and my brother, and I said this on Twitter at New Stripe City, I was like, and this was after Chad just walked away, doing what he did. This was no disrespect to Chad Johnson at all. I was just this confident that I told my brother and my cousins, I'm like, he could be better than them, bro. He can be better than, than Chad. And that says a lot because Chad might be in somebody's top five when it's all said and done. But I was like, bro, he can be better. And I remember they looked at me like I was crazy. Like, you're crazy, bro. Like, I don't know what you think about this dude. But he, the rest is history. He did what he did. And, you know, nobody was more of a class act than him. Nobody was more of a professional. He never let us down. He just was the ultimate competitor day in and day out. So I had nothing but love for him. He came on our show, one of my favorite shows. That was like the interview of my life. I messed up on the show and said that my favorite player was Chad because I was so nervous. AJ Green is my favorite player of all time. He's my favorite bingo of all time. In terms of that, I just was kind of starshocked or shell. Oh, well, I was just shocked in general that he was on our show, but AJ, man, we appreciate everything. And Zim, I know that you want to give your thoughts on this. So I'll go ahead and let you do that. 
I mean, just like I told you earlier, um, I, I don't know if you messaged him, but, you know, I posted some of the stuff, uh, you know, that I remember, like, you know, like, that, to me, A.J. Green is just, it, I almost feel like, no, we're not friends on that level. I do consider him a friend, but I treat him almost like I would a family member. Like, I just just think the world of him. I want him to do well. Don't care about anything other than him have, being successful because, not even only just what he did for us with our interview, like that's just one small piece of like what he he has done for a lot of people, and us getting that interview with him. I mean, I just thought like that. I I could look back on that like five ten years from now and say like, bro, like you changed my life. Like if you go to my Twitter now, you know, like I keep that interview up because it's just like a moment that I'll just never forget. Like and shout out to Chris. Shout out to a lot shout of people that that helped me. Um, you know, connect with them and, you know, shout out to you for like, we were on point on that interview too, you know? So, 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 you know, like, I just think that I think the world of him, my son, the other day, uh, we're playing Madden. He's just now playing Madden. He's only four. He's really big, but we're, he's like, I want to play with the Bengals. I said, all right, all right, get the Bengals. So without me telling them, my wife, my witness, like on my, on my mama, He's throwing the football to nothing but A.J. Green. I swear <laughs> to God, on a slant route to the inside, he's, like, doing a practice field. He's like, A.J. Green, A.J. Green. I'm like, how do you know the number? Like, you know, like, how do you know that was him? He was just like, A.J. Green, like, going crazy. And I was just like, wow, bro. Like, you know, like, and I always told A.J., I was like, bro, like, you're you're the only person my son knows. And for him to even know, I didn't know he knew, you know, that, you know, like, he plays wide receiver or any of that. So, right. I like he he means so much more to me than just football. So I really, really am going to miss him. But I told him this morning, go get a ring, go get a jacket. And that's what I hope he does. And I, and I, and I just speak it up because I just really believe in him. And I, and I know maybe some things are against him. He's going to be up against a, a crazy class of wide receivers, but I just believe in him. And I don't think he's done. I think he's very different. There's a couple of athletes in this world. There's only like one, not even one percent, point six percent in this world that are like Tom Brady level, T.O. level, you know, even Ocho had he not had his career like ended a little bit earlier or whatever. Like there's very it's point six in the world that could just ball a little bit longer than the normal person. And A.J. Green is that guy. And he's got a perfect situation in Arizona on a on a on a really, really good team. That's getting a lot better with a, a offense that's catered to him. That's not that's not gonna put no pressure on him. It's just gonna get him open. Nah, that's facts. That's facts. I I totally agree. In terms of, I just texted him and told him, "Congrats, bro. I wish you and the family the best." That move was fire. And like Zimmer said, this guy is like, even though we're not super close friends with him, it's just like he's just a down to earth dude, bro. He immediately hit me back. Like he didn't have to spend any time out of his day to message me back and say anything. He could have just moved on and been like, whatever. Uh, but yeah, definitely going to miss him. Definitely a true who they legend. Before we get out of here, um, just want to talk to you guys about some promos that we have going on. Obviously we're affiliated with fanatics. Uh, so you can get your new stripes, your 2021 jerseys off of Fanatics. You also can get over my shoulder here. The black owned merch is also available in there as well. So please be sure to use our affiliated codes 
Uh, you can find them on Zim's Twitter, on his Instagram, and the stories are in his profile. You can find mine's there as well. We constantly post stuff there. Uh, also sponsored by Manscaped as well. Um, so shave your balls. I mean, that's just that's just what it is. Shave your balls. You got to shave the balls. So please be sure to use Manscaped. Um, the promo code for that one is AFC Northside. You can find that at manscaped.com. Definitely shave your balls for sure. That's not awkward, is it, Zim? Shave your balls? You say hey, you're wrong? Okay. What, whatever you got to do to, you know, keep <laughs> it, you know, keep yourself, you know, good hygiene is is never to be looked down upon. Uh, I want, I do want to say this: we are saying promotional stuff, right? And we want you to get into this stuff. And the reason why is because if you support us in that way, right? We're not gonna, we're not those type of people that are, you know, we, you know, y'all know us, right? If you support us and y'all think that we're getting scoops and stuff now, or you think that we're inside track on information, or you think that we're giving you something that nobody else is giving you, by supporting us is going to get us to a higher level that nobody could stop us. And when I say us, I'm talking about you, the people that are watching this right now. And like, if you do that, I promise you, we've done a lot without any money, right? Imagine if we were to start doing and turning up to the next level. So that that would be like my my one thing that I would say to y'all. Y'all think that I came up with a list and whatever. Like imagine me in a different location or being able to get to different people and stuff like that. That's why it's very, very important you support us. And we're two people that never, ever ask you guys for money at all. You know, right. so, so we appreciate you all. I'm so glad you guys are hanging in there with me. I know you guys want to kill me personally. I know they want to kill me because I haven't been standing on the table for offensive line. I do want to get the offensive line fixed. Riley Reef is on the way. Hopefully they go get the guard that I want, Trey Turner or or or, or uh, Walford. But um, I, I'm sorry. I just went off script. Have a good evening. <laughs> Have a good evening. Thanks for watching the Orange is the New Black podcast, the home of the diehard Bengals fans. Make sure that you tune in next Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we'll have all the latest news on Bengals free agency for you on that show. Yes, yes Sersky. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school.